0: It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
1: you're gonna want it today who the heck thought we'd be getting together on a Monday morning ready to quarterback the 2023 offseason talking about not only a Washington victory not only a Washington victory against a Dallas Cowboys team playing its starters yeah say that again Matty yeah Not only a win against the Dallas Cowboys starters, but a resounding, if Joey Sly wouldn't have left seven points up there, complete flogging of the Cowboys in the middle of FedEx field yesterday. Let's rock. Yeah, they were rocking. What I tell you, what I tell you, Russell, professionals want to win. Exhibit A. Your Washington Commanders. You were there. You saw it in the flesh. Like Thunderlips, the ultimate male in Rocky Three, Yeah, you saw it, my friend.
0: I did. I did. And I didn't have to pay to see it, too, which about is always that? the best
1: part. By the way, and by the way, did you think for a minute, did you have to look around the building for a minute and wonder if you were in Jerry World early in the game?
0: Um, You know, it, it's funny that you asked that because I was asked... A question uh, when we were doing the live edition of Locked On Commanders podcast about mm, nine thirty last night from mm-hmm. FedEx Field, David Harrison, and myself. And you can go check it out, all that um, on Odyssey YouTube, all that. If I thought the atmosphere was a fairly good one, and I got to say, for a game that meant absolutely zippity doo dot a for the Washington Commanders and a bunch. For the Dallas Cowboys and knowing how this fan base is and knowing how pummeled and kicked in the nuts they have been over the last 23 years, I was expecting a horrific atmosphere. I was expecting basically 80-20, like a good cut of ground beef, uh, maybe 85-15, uh, an even leaner style of ground beef in terms of the fan base, Cowboys to Commanders. I got to say, it was definitely favoring the Cowboys. However, from the start, even before Sam Howell's first touchdown, I did notice the Cowboys got booed by a lot of fans coming out of their locker room. And when Sam Howell took the field, and when Sam Howell threw the touchdown pass, and even though Joey Sly did his best to ruin everything, or to help my my mission, which was to lose a meaningless game. Pete, I I was surprised there were more Commanders fans there than I thought there would be. And the only thing I can attribute that to is they hate the Cowboys more than anything else. And beating the Cowboys once, first time since Thanksgiving Day 2020, Mm -hmm. is the only elixir to an otherwise disappointing season and a season that crumbled uh, like a cookie down the stretch from Thanksgiving weekend until yesterday.
1: I mean, as this thing, and again, exhibit A, pros want to win, the Washington Commanders. Exhibit B, the Detroit Lions last night against the Green Bay Packers. finding Finding out that gut punch, you just got eliminated by an overtime field goal. Seattle, right before you go out there. Right. Um, fuck-
0: Exhi- exhibit C. Yay, Houston Texans! Oh, man. Woo-hoo! Yeah, let's. I said this on Twitter before the Commanders and Cowboys kicked off. I said, everyone is. So- now, Lovey Smith's been fired, and I mean, it's hard to say Lovey Smith deserves to come back, but that is a horse poop. Organization who two years two coaches. I I mean, Nick Casario deserve. I mean, they all deserve to be fired. Jack Easterby already got fired. Uh, The owners deserve to just be excommunicated. They all needed to be. uh, They 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 just all need to go away. They. I I said on Twitter. Okay, and maybe this is mean of me, but you know whatever. I said that the entire Houston Texans organization needed to be dipped deeply in a hot vat of oil for winning that game. That's 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 yeah. I mean, that's rough. That's that's harsh. That's doing a lot of physical
1: damage. Yeah, um, that's
0: rough. I I mean, and quite honestly, listen, I know I know that the commanders winning didn't have a ultimately huge impact on their draft status. Pete, they went from 14 to 16 with a win. They started the day, they could have been, I think it was high as 10, maybe it was 11, I can't remember, as low as 20, based on other results and what have you, even before they got on the field. So I understand, ultimately, going from 14 with a loss to 16 with a win is not that big of a deal, but guess what? It is a little bit of a deal. It is a little bit of something-something. It's just like last year, going from a potential of 8 to 11, You can get more with the 8th overall pick than you can with the 11th overall pick. You can get more with the 14th overall pick than you can with the 16th overall pick. You have an ability to move around the board, not only in the first round more, other rounds as well. I'm not going to sit here and destroy the commanders for playing hard, for winning, for dominating the Cowboys. Listen, nobody likes the Cowboys. The Cowboys suck. They're overrated. Uh, I-, I can't say they're going to get smashed to smithereens by the Buccaneers because they stink too. But we'll find out a week from tonight on Monday night wild card playoff. Yeah, but you know what?
1: Uh, both qu- going into that game real quick, simply, that game is simple to me. Which quarterback is going to play like they're supposed to? Dak was terrible yeah. yesterday.
0: Right, he was awful. He was awful. And, and and oh, by the way, I don't think it was as much scheme and as much the doubt. The Washington defense tricking things up against Dak to confuse him and to make him terrible. I think Dak from the start. Pete watching that game from the crappy angle that we watch was late on a bunch of throws, was behind, was short, low. Quite honestly, he was very, at times, dare I say, Taylor Heineke-like, without the Taylor Heineke ups, without the high side. See, Taylor looks like Dak a lot yesterday. The difference is is one to two drives per game, Taylor will look like Joe Montana. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Dak looked like... A thoroughbred ran out onto the field and took 10 dumps and then decided to pack it in. That's what he and the Cowboy, except for one drive, one throw that ended in their only touchdown, to CD lamb, a seed near the end of the first half. Everything else, I mean, you know, I want to give credit to Jack Del Rio. I want to give credit to Danny Johnson, who had another couple of pass breakups, who continues. I mean, he's probably had about eight. I want to give credit to Kendall Fuller, who had a pick six, could have had two on back-to-back plays or at least two interceptions, if not two pick six. I want to give credit to David Mayo and Kalik Hudson and Montez Sweat and Deron Payne, who all played their asses off. I want to give credit to Jack Del Rio, who mixed and matched without St. Juice, without Cameron Crow, without Jamin Davis, without Cole Holcomb, without uh, J- uh, Jonathan Allen, without James Smith-Williams, who stifled what is supposedly a good enough offense and held them to six points in, what, less than three yards per play? I want to give credit to everyone. But yesterday was a- – a- it that might – for all of Dak's blemishes – Pete, that might have been the one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback, any quarterback, any quarterback play, any quarterback. The only a quarterback thing that of saved that it, caliber, because you expect even
1: his bad game, right. you expect to be better right. than that.
0: The only thing that saves that statement is a what you just said there. He's not, he's not a fourth stringer. One, he's not Nathan Peterman. Let, let, let's just use <laughs> that as the corresponding <laughs> example. It's not Davis Mills, he, right? He's not—he's not any of those guys. But he's also like.
1: <sighs> and we had some quarterbacks playing yesterday, man. We had some guys. Oh, oh Davis Dave, Webb. Oh, Davis
0: Webb. Shaq, Tom, not Shaq Thompson. Skyler. Uh, Skyler Thompson. Thompson.
1: Yesterday had to be the first time in NFL history we had two guys named Davis. First name Davis starting NFL games right. on the same day at quarterback.
0: Right. You, maybe now, if maybe only last Carlton Davis. Davis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, this, was, this was Davis Webb. No, I know. But, I mean, if only Carlton Davis was a quarterback <laughs> and reversed his names, then you could have yeah. Davis Carlton I join mean, the fray. I mean, it was, it was, and you know, I
1: mean, we, we had some guys playing quarterback. Right. Uh, Anthony Brown, but, but not you, Maryland's you, attorney general, absolutely. but the but former you, Oregon you, and B.C. quarterback. You know what
0: I'm saying? Like, if those guys play, like, Dog doo-doo. hmm Expected. Right. Dak Prescott, listen, with the pick six yesterday, he's now thrown 11 interceptions in seven games, and that's since Thanksgiving Day. That's since Thanksgiving Day, their Thanksgiving win against the Giants, 11 interceptions in seven games. Now, again, they may very well waltz into Tampa, a non-intimidating environment, Next Monday night, with an extra day off to prepare, warm weather, what have you, and after getting their asses handed to them today, and they might go and win that game because Tampa's not very good either. We all, what you just said, it's not just about Tom Brady. It it's it, Tampa. Doesn't well, run the offensive ball, line, their offensive well, line. both is teams, terrible. Ironically,
1: both teams in that game, offensive line shuffling has has really deteriorated. Right. Uh, their product, especially for the Cowboys here of late. That group that was putting 35 points a game up, spanking Minnesota, putting 40 points up on the board. Not quite the same right now because of all the shuffling on the offensive line.
0: No, but I, I would also say this. Probably America is going to pick against the Cowboys. I don't know what the opening line is. I would imagine that they're slight underdogs, but maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't care either. Um, But America is going to pick against the Cowboys because of how atrocious and how brutal the Cowboys looked yesterday to an inferior Washington Commanders team. But A, that's not giving the Commanders credit. B, that's probably not keeping in perspective that the Cowboys, even though they had two things to play for at the start of that game, basically shot themselves in the foot and then almost seemingly camped. Uh, t- took their 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 tents in and 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 buried them even though they were around that game at the half again with the late first half touchdown it, america's going to pick against the cowboys because a they have no faith in dak they have no faith in the cowboys they have a lot of faith in tom brady tampa's at home so on and so forth and, well, then the cow- and the and the Cowboys betting, are going to play way yeah, better th- it's, next it's Monday probably, night than they did yesterday. It's
1: probably more people betting on Brady,
0: right? Right. It, well, than all, all of those the facts.
1: Buccaneers. By the way,
0: Dallas yes. Dallas but one they of hate two. Dak. They hate yeah, Dak.
1: Dallas one of two road favorites right. next week. Oh,
0: okay. So they open up as road favorites. Dallas
1: opens up three, and the Chargers a point and a half at doesn't, Jacksonville.
0: Doesn't surprise me uh, on on that. But I will say this: it does surprise me a little bit that they are road favorites to the tune of minus three at Tampa off of yesterday. But maybe that line was kind of determined even, you know, before what happened and how yesterday – because there's no way they can play Dallas anywhere near as bad next Monday night. I don't care if it's Santa Claus quarterbacking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no way they play as bad next Monday night as they did yesterday. Pete, that game was atrocious from the start. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the football. They couldn't I don't want to say they got destroyed on the offensive line by the commander's pass rush because that wasn't the case. I mean, there was some early pressure, and Dak was under some immediate pressure from Montez Sweat and F.A. Obata, so on and so forth. I think that was on the second drive. But they couldn't run the football. That was one. Two, Dak was behind, low, off on almost every throw. Penalties hurt them on both sides, and they're special teams. I mean, we talk about Joey Sly. The Cowboys special teams was beyond, beyond atrocious yesterday. I mean, they missed a field goal. They fumbled the snap on the punt, which was a good snap, which... Led to the commanders taking over at the Cowboy 20. And two plays later, Sam Howell throws his first NFL pass, and therefore his first NFL touchdown pass. Boom, it's seven to nothing. And then Kevontae Turbin muffs a punt along with an easier missed field. The Cowboys had three disasters at least, and I might be forgetting one on special teams. Like they were not prepared to play yesterday. Uh, I'm sure but it was
1: funny. Brad Sham said that. I mean, because I, I had a basketball game yesterday, so I'm listening to the first couple of possessions with Brad Sham and Babe Loffenberg, you know, on the on the way home. And Brad, after after the Turpin uh, drop on the punt, he goes, "The Dallas Cowboys have no clue today, no clue." And I mean, they had look. I mean, the Giants showed some spunk, even though Davis Webb was the quarterback all the way to the end. I mean, they had an onside kick chance to try and at least get one more possession down 22-16. So it's not as if the Cowboys yanked their starters when the Eagles went up 19 nothing, right? And, and pulled those guys out of the game and didn't play anybody. They were playing their people right to the end of that game yesterday for the most part. And, you know, until the Eagle final went up there and then Cooper Rush and those guys uh, came in. But that's the that's the thing yesterday. It's not like Dak was playing with a skeletal crew in terms of his skill guys. You had Pollard and Zeke out there. You had the wide receivers right. out there.
0: They ultimately pulled them late when the well, game was over. Right, when but, the Eagles
1: game and, right. and when Washington was right. clear Washington was going to win. Right. You, you can't afford to get anybody else hurt. But they but,
0: played to win that game sure. from the start. And sure. they should have. They needed that game or they could have used that game because now you go from potentially a home playoff game And again, it wouldn't have mattered because the Eagles beat the Giants and Davis Webb. And San Francisco obviously waxed Arizona. So the one seed was out. That equation was out. The division crown. It ultimately wouldn't have mattered. But it didn't matter, ultimately, more because the Cowboys played like horses. Mm -hmm. Mippy. Um, and, 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 and that's, a th- I mean, it doesn't matter who they played, who they didn't play. But to your point, they didn't play a bunch of backups and, you know, again, give the commanders credit. I hated the fact that they were playing so hard to win a game that meant so little. I understand they're professionals. I understand they don't care about draft slotting like we do. And I do, and they don't think about that. I mean, hell, the head coach didn't. The head coach doesn't – we know the head coach isn't going to think about draft slotting when the head coach doesn't even know his team could get eliminated the week before. They – I get that they are not programmed to care about the things that are important. I get it. It's also symbolic of the franchise, right? All of these franchises – now, Detroit, I'll give them an exception because I think clearly that's an organization on the ascent. They – did have something to play for last night. Uh, number one, they didn't find out that they didn't until right, what, a little bit, maybe 20 minutes before kickoff or whatever, mm-hmm. half an hour before uh, kickoff. But they also had the right to eliminate mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, and they did. The Commanders weren't playing to eliminate the Cowboys. I could uh, understand a little bit more an emphasis on the game. Hey, Commanders, you cannot. you can, your season's over. But you can show a lot of pride, and you can end the Cowboys' season. They weren't doing that. The Cowboys were in no matter what. Again, I don't agree with the philosophy. I think it's – I don't want to say it's a loser philosophy well, but, but because you know what, you're though, playing look, to win.
1: If Ron but. was totally – and because he's an older school coach, you Ron understands the professional aspect of it. Because to me, if he was super-duper into that, we've got to win because we've got to be super pros, we've got to respect the integrity for the Eagles, for the 49ers, whatever, he might have gone with Taylor Heineke as the starting quarterback.
0: Which is what his first inclination was. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I mean, that's, that to me is, you know, the fact that he was willing to listen to his locker room, right. listen to his guy, and play Sam Howell.
0: And, look, Sam Howell was Did not – Did listen to his locker room? Because they seem to be, like, all still very much in – not not in favor of Taylor over Howell, but they still seem to have Taylor's back. Well, I mean, very much th- so. that,
1: that group is – uh, the one thing you can say about this group, it's a very tight-knit locker room. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. a very connected locker room. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, Taylor making the decision that he made – Going to the head coach and saying, Hey, why don't you give Sam a shot? Did if if you did bo- Taylor if,
0: make one of preservation though? Uh possibly. Yeah. I think he did. Possibly. I mean, you know, and again I was told. That's a smart business I think I decision. mentioned this to you late last week. I uh everything's kind of a blur right now. I, I was told uh, uh, Marty Herney had, you know, a very instrumental as as he does in a lot of decisions, a very instrumental role. He personally scouted Sam Howell a bunch in person, including that Virginia Tech Friday game in Sam's final season, which Sam was running for his life. You know, he I, he was at a bunch of those games. Sam, like Marty Herney is very influential in college scouting in player selection, and and road scouting as well. As I told you,
1: I was more impressed with Sam Howe and the things he did in his last year at North Carolina than I right. was even in the year where he had De'Ami and Michael Carter in that incredible right. offense because okay. what do you do when you don't have all those yeah. weapons? Are you willing to sell out for your team yeah. in terms of trying to win? And he did that. He ran more that year because he was running for his life, because his offensive line wasn't very
0: good. Right. Unfortunately, and, that cost him about four rounds in the draft. And,
1: and didn't have the skilled people around him. But he showed me more in terms of that winning intangible. What's the mm. one thing we love about Taylor Heineke so much? He plays the game yeah. hard as hell. Yeah. Sam Howell plays the game hard as hell. You saw that yesterday in the glimpses he was afforded. And look, I know it's one game. But when you look at how many areas this team needs to shore up, I think if you tell whoever, however this organization looks at the start of next year, if you tell the fans, look, we got a young quarterback, we're going to build with him, and we're going to spend resources to shore up these other glaring errors mm-hmm. that we have. By the way, by the way, how does Chris Paul not get on the field until yesterday?
0: Yeah, because they were, they were eliminated, how and does that's Chris how Paul, he gets on the how field. How does Chris
1: Paul not get on the field until yesterday? <sighs> I mean, I mean, got to go back tomorrow when they post the all twenty-two. Yeah, but I thought Chris Paul he seemed to
0: play b- had well. a solid yeah. outing
1: for his first extended yeah. playing time in a real NFL game. All I'm right. not. I, I preseason tape is preseason tape. Okay, you never know who a guy is playing against during the preseason. But Chris, I thought because that that's a front four that you respect the hell out of. Okay, that's a defense you respect the hell out of, mm-hmm. and. For his first outing, running alongside Leno, what better guy to learn from than, than a guy like Charles Leno on that left side? Mm-hmm. You know, in that game yesterday. So it's a, it was a. I, I mean, if I'm looking at their draft and I'm looking at Chris Paul's a future piece, I, I like it. I, I'm okay with that. You know, I could see him competing for a guard spot next year uh, on this roster. And well, I told you, I, I told you. I mean, look how ironic—both him and Smith the two kids from tulsa are playing left guard for their respective teams yeah. uh yesterday because of dallas's offensive line shuffling so you know I, I thought that was kind of a an underrated piece uh in that game yesterday uh how do you pronounce the kid's name at tackle defensive tackle that played uh yesterday uh,
0: uh lo, lo, lota or poto oh, po- oh uh ben uh Potowai. yes I, I thought what's he, his first name? Uh, I thought he played with terrific energy yeah. in that game yeah, yesterday. Yeah,
1: he did. And if I'm looking, uh, if I'm looking at uh, my defensive tackle rotation next mm-hmm. year, if 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 I bring back Pain, and I have Payne and
0: Allen, they're gonna bring back
1: Pain. Okay, and then I have Mathis Ridgeway and him as my three guys behind him in that rotation. Mm-hmm. Dude, I could do a lot worse than that. Yeah. I could do a lot worse than that. So. I that, I think you fi- find a nice depth piece there. I thought he played okay uh in that game yesterday. And that that clearly means you got to go you got to go examine linebacker. You know, by the way, Kalik Hudson I thought played a, a solid game yesterday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um if you're tr- struggling at that position and you know Hudson's athletic at least, why not give him a chance before that?
0: Well, I'm just saying. I mean I mean listen. Uh I mean he had 7 tackles. Uh, clearly it's taken him a long time to develop. I don't know if he's there enough you know, yet to But you know as say, well as I do,
1: sometimes guys get pigeonholed yeah, as yeah. a— Oh, he's a special teamer. Yeah. Okay? I don't
0: know if he's developed enough to say— that's my starter next no, year no, by any no. means, but is he a part of the rotation, and is he a possible fit, i.e., instead of John Bostick, we're going to give Khaliq Hudson those snaps, those reps, that role, plus whatever he does on yeah absolutely. I
1: mean, it's just when you're struggling at a position so badly, exhaust all resources to try and fill it.
0: Well— Yes, but do it smartly. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. Obviously, we'll do it with you guys on the phones at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. How pleased were you that they won, and not only won, but kicked the Cowboys' ass last night? Uh, or are you like me, that it's like a little bittersweet, right? Like, okay, great, they won. They did cost themselves a couple of draft spots, but it's it, it kind of feels... Like an empty win, because as usual, they won a game, they went balls to the wall, they played, not perfectly, not by any means, but they gave you enough reason to believe that everything we saw over the previous month was a complete debacle and And a complete disaster, and that's... And that's a bigger problem for me than the actual win last night because it proved what they're capable of.
1: It got Rock and Ronnie off the seven win schneid, too. Rock and Ronnie. 301 <laughs> 230 You know the drill. Your thoughts. Let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about the season. Let's look at it both on the uh, micro and macro. Uh, view as Washington knocks off the Cowboys by a final count of 26 to 6 your thoughts on now what should be happening today the re- as we take the early look at the offseason Cleveland's already whacked its defensive coordinator that guy looked like well he looked like Vince Lombardi is a defensive coordinator last week when they came to Washington that's for sure one wonders what would have happened had Ron gone in a completely different direction. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. 980 That's how you get to us this morning on the Team 980. And, of course, take us with you everywhere you go for free, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Well, we've come to the end of the road of this particular season for the maroon and white yesterday. I like those uniforms. It's a pretty clean look.
0: What uniforms did they wear? All white? All white with a maroon. Yeah, uh, that's not burgundy, yeah, right? You you continue to call it maroon. It's not burgundy. Of burgundy, it's like me. We like we look like the Arizona Cardinals. It's yesterday. like me with the uh, with the French's yellow mustard pants yeah. that Bruce Allen used to wear and try and paint off as uh, or pass off paint off. That's what pass they used to wear
1: off. in the seventies, though. Yeah,
0: go back and look at some of the yeah 70s I know, tape. but but they're. When you're called the burgundy and gold, mm-hmm. you should be wearing gold pants. You shouldn't be wearing a bottle of French's yellow mustard. It's a good point. I'll, I'll give you that. Which, by the way, is terribly overrated. And... It should not be used. Spicy Golden Golden's mustard. Charlie Golden's mustard, is, or any is pretty kind good. of spicy mustard, or Dijon, or that mustard. Vegas
1: gold is like. Yeah. It's more like Vegas. Most teams are wearing a Vegas gold. Yeah, uh, it's kind of what we wear at Navy now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, they have buried the yellow pants that Bruce insisted on for ten years uh, with this regime. Whatever it matters, um, and and quite honestly, it it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, right now, so I wanted to bounce this off of you before we get to the calls and the lines of lit. We'll get to them in a sec. Now the eight, eight, and one. A. Did they make progress ultimately? Two. Does last night's performance and win does it further make you aggravated? Based on what they left on the table, yeah. Meaning of in the month of December, that's not even close. Okay. So it's last not even a week,
1: question. Last week pisses me off even more, based on the way they played yesterday. Because
0: oh, wait, wait, Ron said Ron. Ron yelled at Big Scott Abraham and said, Oh, how dare you question?" And I'm obviously paraphrasing. How dare you question that we didn't play with effort and an urgency last week?
1: Well, I it, I didn't say effort. Remember?
0: No, remember? you you didn't say effort. I, but that I, was I, basically I Ron's It wasn't lack message. of
1: effort. It wasn't lack of effort right. last week. It was lack of everything else. It was lack of everything else, but lack of execution yeah. at particularly the most important position right. on the field. Right. So that that's different.
0: Right. It, it John McKay wasn't. would have been in favor of their execution. That's correct. It was
1: not, it was not a lack of effort. Very you can find very few times in professional sports where a team lacks effort. Okay? Because as I said go back and look at Houston yesterday look at Detroit these are look at the giants hell the giants never quit yesterday right until the 60th the 60th minute yesterday you know every time you're out there playing it's a chance to make money and that's why it's never a lack of effort to me 99% of the time it's lack of execution and the coach put his team behind the eight ball yesterday making the move that or last week making the move that he made that's a different discussion not lack of effort. Mm-hmm. Lack of execution when you replace the most important position on the field. That's a completely different discussion. So, if Ron wants to chastise the question as lack of effort, I'm with Ron on that. Because
0: it, it, it wasn't like... What's the one hey, thing it, we... It, wa- it wasn't, uh, just to be fair to Scott, it wasn't, hey, Ron, why did you play with more effort today than last week? Just better execution. But he, I, I believe it was like... Uh, And I have to find the exact audio. I I believe it was like, why was there like a different sense of urgency or energy from the start? And I, listen, energy is different than effort. I think energy was there last night. I think the energy was not there necessarily last week, but how much of that was because immediately Carson Wentz throws a terrible pass and then an immediate awful interception, and it's like whatever was in the balloon went pew and out. So I I think it is fair to say effort is different than energy. And for whatever reason, the energy was there last night. Maybe it was because the Cowboys didn't play with a lot of energy. I don't know.
1: I mean, it, it, again, I mean, we, we tread a slippery slope when we... I mean, when you're losing, it's easy to pin, but assume, A, lack of effort. No, it's mainly lack of execution, okay? It's mainly lack of execution. That team was fighting for a playoff spot last week. They were trying. They, they just couldn't make any plays. Their quarterback was not accurate, and it was pretty evident from the start. It was pretty evident from the start, and I think the team sensed that. And again, team confidence means a ton, Okay, team confidence means a ton. When eleven runs out on the field, not the same confidence that you have in number four, and hell, maybe not even the same confidence you might have in number fourteen after watching them play uh, yesterday. Sam Howell will have that memory for the first time. Yeah, your first ever pass in the National Football League is a touchdown. Yeah, you know, so good for Sam. Good for Sam. It's only one game, but it's something on tape for them to evaluate.
0: Well, that's another question here too. Before we get to the calls, is can you make that evaluation in one game? Ron was immediately asked, "Is he? Of course. Is is he the the number one? Qu- of, listen. Even if Ron told you he was, you shouldn't believe it. Even if there's no way anyone can say going into next year that Sam Howell should be the number one quarterback. Might he be the number one quarterback in terms of returning guys? In terms of." Per- On paper, in terms of the hope, yes, nobody should buy into because Sam Howell did what he did last night, both running the football and throwing the football in certain spots. And it's not like he was throwing darts all over the field the entire game. I mean, let, let's be honest. I
1: mean, he was 11 of 19. It uh, like right. wasn't like he was 17 it, of 19. No,
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. he had a br- just a gorgeous 52-yard connection to Terry McLaurin in stride, 60 yards in the air. The touchdown to McLaurin on the crossing route, which McLaurin kind of breaks off his route and keeps going uh, in a 3-by-1 to the left, empty backfield. They send out the running back. Sam's got to get it out. All of that is good. All of that is good. But there was some really there was some not good well, the interception and then there was, was some brutal. really bad IE the the interception yeah. the converging double coverage. But my point being is nobody nobody the the question shouldn't have even been asked. Hey, is he your number one Wait, based on one game? That meant nothing. That <laughs> well, meant nothing. He's
1: the only guy well, technically because they're going to well, get out I'm on, saying, they're yeah. going to get out on Carson Wentz. Yeah. So technically he's the only guy under contract yeah. as yeah. of this moment. Correct. heading into next Correct. year. So 301-230-0980, let's hear from you, your show today, a chance to celebrate and vent about this season all at the same time. Listening on the Odyssey app, we go down to Route 40 in North Carolina. Peter's listening in Wilmington. What's up, Peter?
2: Hey, guys. Good morning. Listen, I wanted them to lose for the draft, for the draft like, uh, like Chris did, and I'm glad it's just two spots. But I tell you, after that game started and I started to watch the defense, and I'm, I'm looking at all the players that didn't play this week. I mean, where were all these guys? And, uh, you know, to me, and I know Chris agrees with me. I know you do, Pete. Ron is a little bit stubborn. You know what I'm saying? He has that stubborn little thing in him where he, he he's right. And he's a very smart man. I don't want him to get fired. I want him to come back. That's best for the whole organization. But he made two really critical bad moves. I said this before with Wentz. Letting him start the Cleveland game. And I don't know why we didn't see Charles and we didn't see Hudson and all those guys play a little bit. I don't, I don't understand that because they look good. That kid Hudson, he's an athlete. He's, he's a big kid. But how I told everybody, and I watch this guy so much, he's, he's good. And he'll be good if this coaching staff can coach him up. You know, yesterday they were kind of like, they were kind of waiting to see how well he was going to play a lot of runs. And then the second half they let him throw a little bit more. And Dallas was disgusting. If I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm thinking, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna lose to Tampa Bay. I mean, they, they better play a whole lot better. And it wouldn't have wouldn't make me more happy than for them to lose to Tampa Bay next week. So
1: Peter, appreciate the call. That's, I, that's, I mean I, I think I think your point about, you know, where all the guys were Yesterday, Charles, as it turns out, has been out with a concussion now for several weeks. Yes. That's what he's been listed as. So you take them at their word that that's why he's been missing. I mean, obviously Hudson's been playing on special teams, but, you know, not given a chance to play a whole lot, um, you know, in the role that he had yesterday for this team. And it's easy to sit back and and even I'm guilty of that in the first segment going, hey, where's Kalik Hudson been, especially when you've struggled at that position uh, overall, so it's easy to say, you know, where have some of those guys been? There were a lot of guys hurt yesterday and they didn't play. Uh, obviously, Allen wasn't going to play. Curl wasn't going to play. You know, good for Kendall Fuller because I think that's a that's a piece going into 2023 that you're carefully examining. And and you know, you for the for the bad play that he made last week, you know, against Cooper, you know, he more than made up for it yesterday. And as Chris pointed out, he was going to have another interception if. Uh, uh, I forget which cowboy receiver it was. Was it Schultz? I think it was Noah. Noah Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah, he got a hand on it. Ball right. was coming right to him. Yeah. So, but Kendall Fuller played a, a good football game back to back yesterday. Plays. So, yeah. I mean, good good for Kendall. And and you know, I mean, Kendall's a competent NFL football player. Uh, doing it consistently against the kind of receivers you have in this division now is, is definitely a challenge.
0: I heard somebody say he played. He had a great year. Uh, this is not a topic for today. But they definitely goodness. didn't have a great year. The There's definition no of a great year is—I st- mean, it was stunning to hear it. it yeah, was stunning I, I hear.
1: don't think that's the case.
0: And a well-respected person, so I don't I'll think that's just the say that. Case. But
1: you know, I mean, I—I I, I had no problem. I, I have no problem if you bring him back opposite St. Juice again next year, unless you have an unless you have an opportunity to get a significant upgrade. You could do a lot worse than having Fuller sure. across from St. Jude. Sure. The big question going into next year about Ben is just He's staying. Stay healthy. on the field.
0: Yeah, stay on the field and help yeah. us. He hasn't been able to, like Sam Cosme for two years.
1: Yeah, stay on the field and help us. That's big. Let's go to line two. Tony's in DC. What's up, Tony? Tone.
0: Tony, Tony, Tony. Has done it again.
1: Tony going once, twice, sold. Uh, I got rid of him. All right, we'll come back to more of your calls in a moment. 301-230-0980. Every line is lit. If you're getting a busy signal, it's not your phone. It's because everybody else is looking to chime in. We'll get to more of you next. Right now, the big fella tells us what's trending.
0: All right, late last night after the Commanders beat the Cowboys, and this has nothing to do with the Commanders, Lovey Smith was fired as head coach of the Houston Texans after just one year. Uh, That means he joins David Culley. Two coaches hired and fired after just one year by the awful, moribund Houston Texans who somehow found a way to win yesterday. Hey, who
1: picked the Houston
0: Texans to win the AFC South this year? That would be you. I did. Well, not only did they not win the AFC South, but they stupidly won a game yesterday that led to the Chicago Bears getting the number one overall pick. For that, again, they should all be dumped in a barrel of hot oil. At least my Super Bowl is still alive. There you go. So, Lovey Smith out. Lovey. We'll see you later, pal. Uh, Meanwhile, the Browns, as Pete mentioned earlier uh, this hour, have fired defensive coordinator Joe Woods after a 7-10 record and a 28-14 loss to the Steelers. In case you missed it late last night at Lambeau Field, the Packers not only lose but are eliminated by the Detroit Lions who weren't playing for anything but pride. Playoffs all set. It'll culminate next Monday night with Dallas and Tampa Bay. All the other matchups before, of course, on Saturday with a doubleheader. Sunday, a tripleheader. And tonight, it's the National Championship in college football. It's TCU versus Georgia. Meanwhile, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app at 645, we have the Washington Wizards hosting the Zion Williamson-less New Orleans Pelicans. And that's what's trending.
1: Two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us. You can't right now. Lines are busy. All eight. We have eight lines here. They're all lit, and they've been lit for months. Savage listeners to this radio program. And We appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Let's go to line three. Bones in southeast starts us off this time. What's up, Bones? Pete Pistol Pete the
3: Rooster. What up, Boone's? thank you guys for man, taking my call, man. Uh, check it out, man. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to this offseason, man, because, you know, uh, if you have any clue on past history with this organization, we always win in the offseason, man. We always look good in the offseason, right? Uh You know, uh, I'm glad that we beat Dallas, man, because that gave me a chance to talk trash the rest of this week, you know what I mean, up until the point when they lose to Tampa Bay, God willing, you know, in the playoffs next week. And, man, you know, uh, what I'm looking forward to in the offseason, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to Dan Snyder, you know, know, selling selling the team. And that way we can, you know, the new owner comes in and can change the regime, you know, and get something uh, more stable in place, right? And then, you know, the roster, you know, try to keep his roster intact with what we got now and add a few pieces, man. I'm not too keen on trying to rush out here and trying to bring some retread quarterback in here or, you know, you can get something in the late rounds off the off the uh, draft. But work with what we got. But we need to get a, a offensive guard, an offensive tackle and two bona fide linebackers, man. And, man, you need to start coaching these guys up and get them ready for next season, man. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. Man. I love you guys, man. We won that game yesterday for my birthday yesterday, man. boy. Happy birthday. birthday.
1: <gasps> Bones and I are fellow Capricorns. Love it. Let's go to Roberto980 on birthday. line four. What's up, Roberto? Happy
0: birthday, Roberto.
1: Hell to the W! <laughs> we, don't,
3: we, we, we don't play that, that. That we don't play that stuff. Here, here, I
0: here, hearing Roberto tweak Paulie uh, in, in his voice and with his accent made me smile. Listen,
3: Sam Howell, it's gonna be just fine. The coaching is going to go nowhere. The coaching staff is going go nowhere because of the ownership uh, limbo thing. So we we stuck for another year at least with that. I'm happy because Sam Howell is going to get it done. And we got Hanneke on the ball. They better sign Hanneke back as a backup quarterback, pay him some money. A lot less than $28 million. I think what the kid says is they that, thats a slap. Sounds like a plan, bro. You know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, look—you like you could move. do a lot worse, Roberto. That's for sure. No, no kidding. <laughs>
0: listen, <laughs> no kidding. Listen, if they're I, here, I mean, this is going to take much more time to to kind of work through. But if they do this right, what they should do is have Sam Howell in their mind as a potential number one guy. Bring in a veteran that can help them. You know, like Heineke's saying all the right things this morning. Hey, I'd like to be back. I just want to be part of the team. You know, I'm happy being a backup quarterback. Listen, if you can bring back Taylor Heineke, then bring back Taylor Heineke at a reasonable cost. But if you can't, or if he gets paid somewhere else, bring in a veteran that you can feel like you can trust and maybe play for a game or two or three or four or whatever and maybe then draft a quarterback, another quarterback, in the third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in that range. Not in the first round. If they're doing it right, that should be the way they're looking at it.
2: Number one priority,
3: offensive line. Plain um, and simple. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of priority. Uh, uh, Roberto, I'm with you on that completely. Uh, Offensive line, because of the skilled people that you have. Your phone's starting to uh, crap out on you, Roberto, but appreciate the call. Uh, Sentiment is understood. With the skilled people that you have and the playmakers you have the potential to roll out there every week, you must give whatever quarterback you have the offensive line necessary to allow those skilled people to work. Because if it's one thing we did establish in this 2023 season is you got some people that can absolutely cook out on the outside and on the perimeter. And you have got to give those men every opportunity to do that each and every week because you have a chance to be a big-time club if you do that. Jay Gruden joins us next on Touchdown at 10 right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.